Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, as usual, Santi Noteas. And uh, as always, I want to first and foremost thank uh, all the return listeners for sticking around and and coming back to listen to what it is that, that, that we have to say here on All Things Medical Assistant. To all the new listeners, I hope you find this podcast um, informative or at least uh, in the least entertaining. And all the Broad Sea listeners, thank you so much for your continued um, support. Much appreciated. So the cool thing happened this week. We had a meeting. So, all right, let's see. Where do I start? Oh, man, where do I start? No, oh, there's oh, as as I rub my face, where do I start? All right, so, you know, <clears throat> who likes change, right? Who likes change in their in, in their life at all, in any sense? You know, and then when you work in the medical environment, you know, we already go through changes on a daily basis. For example, you know, the pandemic hit, we had to learn how to switch and and how to change and roll with everything. Um, You know, with monkeypox now, you know, we're having to, you know, learn how to mitigate that and how to uh, test. And, you know, so, yeah, lots of changes, you know, and. You know, my my urgent care where I work at is no different than, you know, what it is that you all go through. And even uh, if you're a listener and you're not in the medical field, well, you'll you'll still understand what it is or where it is that I'm coming from. You know, change is not good. You know, routine is routine is monotonous, but routine can be best. You know, um, it's good to have variation, obviously, but. When you have change and the administration's making change and they're not transparent, it tends to make you feel very, very unsettled and very, very insecure because, you know, through changes you see, you know, not only changes in procedures and policy, but you see changes in um, employment and short staffing, um, lack of support, mental support, emotional support, um, physical health support, you know, there's just... There's just so much out there because if, if you look if you look at it the right way, and for what it is, you know your 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 boss, your manager, your human resources department, the stare the the shareholders, stakeholders. You know they're there to make sure that the business stays viable, right? They're there to make sure that the business makes money, because no matter what service you're in, it's a business, and it's crazy because working at the University of Washington. Is the first time that I've ever heard a patient referred to as a client. You know, when I worked for Kaiser, for Group Health, for Seattle Children's, you know, everywhere I've worked, even volunteering in the community, you know, people are regarded as patients. So here at the UW, at least they're transparent in that where they say, all right, you know, you're a client. We're making money off of you. But... That's a total distraction from the fact of what they call it patient first because bullshit, that ain't patient first. It's money first, you know. Now, if you work for an employer that, you know, who's got the ideology of patient first and actually come through with it, kudos to you. Stick it out. Don't fuck it up because that's where you need to be. But, you know, where I'm at, you know, not only have we been severely understaffed you know nobody wants to work there we had you know a rounding and uh, last year and, and this year and they're asking how can we make the university of washington the preferred employer 
in the Pacific Northwest, you know? How? And it's funny because when everybody was fully staffed and they had everything going on, there wasn't such a concern about, you know, making them the preferred employer. But, you know, now that nearly <clears throat> a good portion of the force has has left or been poached, um, now they want to know how to become the employer of, of, uh, of choice. But the mistake is, is that you're, you're already talking to people that are jaded, that are upset, that are hurt, that are, you know, disappointed in their employer, you know, because confidence in your employer and and faith in your employer is just as important as the employer having that in their employee. You know, your your employer has got to have that faith that you're going to come in and do a great job for them, you know, to continue that revenue cycle. You know, and it's no different in, in the medical field. You have to establish that rapport. You have to establish that, that that sense of trust, you know, because that makes the patient want to come back, you know. Now, why is that hard these days? Because, man, you know, uh, again, I hate to go back to it, but, you know, this pandemic has turned people into assholes. You know, it's, it's, it's made monsters out of people, you know, people that are... Uh, very um, self-auto-gratifying, you know. I want it now. Why am I not next? I've been sitting here for two hours. Yeah, well, you show me an urgent care where you actually get care for urgently, and I don't know. We'll talk about where to apply. But, you know, we all, you know, okay, so here's here's what happened. So we had our regular urgent care staff meeting and my supervisor or manager rather, you know, who's, who's actually doing a pretty good job, uh, said a keyword and she said productivity. We need to remember productivity. Now, we've always had an issue with closing the clinic on time at night. You know, we do 10 hour shifts and and sometimes, um, you know, we're, we're 10 to 8. Sometimes we've left work at 10 o'clock. Lately, it's been 930. It's ridiculous, you know, just for the fact because they don't want to close down scheduling or walk-ins at a certain time. You know, uh, whenever you've tried to argue it, we've tried to argue it. They say, oh, well, we need to keep the lights on, you know, and they make it so obvious that it's about business. That's about money. So, you know, it becomes obvious again that they're willing to sacrifice their, you know, their their um, staff's mental health and physical health for, you know, financial gain. Now, I can understand if our doors are open and nobody's showing up and we need to push it. You know, our doors are open and there is no lack of patience, no lack of patience. And a big part of that is due to that lack of primary care presence out in the community. So we get a lot of it, you know, and also we're connected to, a, you know, a primary care office. So... You know, we're upset because they keep trying to pull the wool over our eyes as, oh, we care and it's not about money. Well, my manager, well, she's the health services coordinator or health services manager, I don't know. But, you know, she said, well, we need to remember because we were, you know, we I brought up the concern about, you know, possibly looking at another way to look at walk-ins and walk-in volume so we can get out on time, so we can go home on time. Because I'm set to get out at 8.15 and for me to leave at 9 o'clock, 9.30... 10 o'clock, it's unacceptable. You know, I am there. Now, you have to understand, <clears throat> when you treat your employees right from day one and you give them what they need, the support they need, man, they'll go to battle for you. They'll, they'll bat ball. They'll, they will go for you till Lord knows when it ends. But when you ask too much of them and you pull them and you stretch them and you drain them and you upset them and you lie to them and you're 
non-transparent to them, you know, this whole thing about silent quitting, whatever, you know, I can understand that. Maybe that's what's going on and people are doing it, you know, subconsciously because they're just tired. I know I've had to do it and I think I've shared it with you where I've had to, you know, learn this work-life balance because I was doing so much overtime. I was traveling so far just to help out the company and I was missing out on time with my family, missing out time, you know, mental health and just tired and it's just not worth it. It is not my job to make sure that that medical office is fully staffed and that things run accordingly. It is not, that is not... My job is what I signed up and the contract that I signed for you is to be there, you know, Monday through Thursday, eight to t uh, rather 10 to eight and provide the best care that I can to make sure that, you know, we're doing the right thing, you know. And in the 30 years that I've been in medicine, I've never been negligent or I've never caused harm. I've not killed anybody. I've not adversely affected anybody. I've not given the wrong injection. So we need to understand that you know, and I think I, I spoke about this the past couple of uh, podcasts, you know, distractions last week and, you know, you're, what you're worth is, you know, this, this, this balance, you know, and not only is the balance work life, but the balance is also trying to, and it's an ongoing battle with administration and management to help to make them understand, hey, this is what it is, because you've got this guy, you've got this, this chimp in a suit, you know, up in, up in the admin office making all these decisions and it's trickling down. And then you get these people in these in these positions, high paid positions, either because, well, they've worked their way up there or because they've they've got the degree or whatever, and they're making these decisions for clinics that they really have no understanding of, you know. When you when you look at productivity, obviously there's numbers and there's graphs and there's statistics and outliers and everything. You know, but when it comes to understanding the flow of a clinic, you know, it surpasses numbers, it surpasses data. You need to come down to the front, to the forefront, to the, you know, to the front line and see how things are happening. Just because the numbers are saying one thing doesn't mean that that's actually how it is. Because, you know, for example, you know, we see, you know, 40 to 50 to 60 patients a day, right? And that's between two providers. Sometimes you only have one provider and they'll see 30 to 40 patients. And that's still a lot for urgent care, you know, for an urgent care state of mind. So um, to sit there and not regard that and the differences and and the hardships and, you know, the the types of chief complaints and the types of care we're giving and to say, well, the numbers don't match. Well, dude, what numbers are you looking at? Who are you comparing us to? You need to understand the demographic data that, you know, the, the people that you're treating, you know, why are, why are the visits taking so long or why are they, why isn't the turnover as fast as it should be? Well, no one's sitting on their ass, you know, rooms are being filled as they're, as they're emptied, but you got to look at, you know, when you have urgent care seeing, uh, seeing visit types that, that they shouldn't, you know, mostly like primary care now. You know, and all these things like medication refills. And you have these really chronic patients, you know. Patients that need to be seen in internal med. You know, patients that can't get into internal med and then they come to urgent care. And they have problems that take a whole hour to fix, you know. That's not the provider's fault. And then when the provider says, sorry, I can't, you know, see you. Then they're in trouble for not doing their duty. So, you know, when does it end? Where does it end? Where does it actually you know, wh where does the responsibility lie? Well, the responsibility lies on that administration, on that on that management to make sure that there's access, you know, um, 
you know, as equal as access as possible on all on all foregrounds, you know. Um, you know, our front desk staff has been suffering, you know. We've had multiple um, term, uh, not terminations, but most people quit because of the way the, the office is running. They can't handle it and they're getting jobs with rival clinics, you know, or they stay within the UW, they're just in another position. I mean, that's a slap in the face that you can even hold on to your own employees that they have to go somewhere else because, you know, a lack of, a lack of, um, of, of, uh, the ability to run the office, you know, staff wise appropriately, you know, being able you know, I understand changes and and unique uh, unique problems and issues and situations. I understand that. You know, we 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 go through that representation and we do business recovery. We do rather service recovery every day for that. But you know, finally, with my manager saying, you know, productivity rather than well, you know, we need to make sure that we're seeing the right amount of patients that we're providing care to the community. No bullshit. We're providing care to the community every day, every day, every day. Some days an hour longer than what we should. Some days two hours longer than what we should. We're providing care to the community. You know, we're providing care to the community when they're turned away to other places. But that does not give you the right to sit there and to justify your staff's mental health for because you want to make money. Again, I can understand the business was suffering. You have five patients a day. You know, you dress up an MA in a chicken suit, come in here, or you go out purposely tripping, assaulting people to come to the clinic. No, you know, there's no lack of patients in our clinic. There's no lack. You know, there's never been a lack. You know, there's been slower days, but there's never been a lack of patients for patient care. You know, and so I think what happens is, you know, the, the administration sees the potential and sees what you know, a clinic can do and say, oh my God, this is such a high earning clinic. Let's push and push and earn more, 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 more. You know, that's not realistic because now you have, you have employees, you have staff that are disgruntled that aren't happy. You know, and that's not correct. So this week's meeting for me was a lot more realistic, more you know, world, world reality, you know, reality that my manager said productivity rather than, well, we need to make sure we're, we're, we're taking care of the patient base. And, oh, you're right. It's productivity. It's making that money. And yes, the clinic does make that money. If we're going home later than usual, how can we not make that money? Don't sit there and tell me, well, the numbers aren't showing it and this, and that. No, no, that, that's not, that's false. That's totally false. That That's not right. You know, you as the administration need to come down and spend a week, you know, spend a week. You, the burden is on you to understand what is that's going on. We're proving ourselves every day by providing that service every day and coming to work every day and doing what we do every day. We, we've, 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 we've unloaded our half. It's your turn to come on and listen to us and see what's going on. You know, again, administrations and, and management classes and all have no right to or shouldn't look at situations and sacrifice their staff's mental health for the sake of making money. And if and if you're pushing your your staff to do that, then you better you better damn well be taking care of them. You know, giving them you know additional maybe time off. You know, you know, giving them an extra two three hours of of uh, PTO, or there's different ways. To sit there and say, well, there's employee services that are available, that's not 
that that's that's just a cookie cutter solution because cookie cutter solutions aren't for everybody i know they're not for me you know i i manage a depression with medication and i've gone to psychologists i've gone to psychiatrists i've seen master's level therapists and i still can't find my i still can't find my type in in a health in a mental health provider because i don't know i just think different you know i'm one of those that you know needs somebody who's a little more invasive you know but these places don't have the right to sacrifice your mental health you know, and if you're an employee or if you're a healthcare provider who's in a position or with an employer that is retaliatory or that, you know, finds ways to make your life hard, you have that right to push back, you know. Go to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. If you can't even trust your own human resources, because the human resources is there to take care of the company, not to protect you. In cases of sexual harassment, you know, when when they when when they take on the individual being harassed, they're not there even to protect them. They're still there to protect the company. You know, because truth be told, if both of you are the problem, they're going to let both of you go. You know, so, you know, we need we, we need to be able to stand up and say, hey, you know, what? this is my mental health, you know, which is what I've done, you know. I do my 40 a week and that's it. Actually, it's like 40, 44, 45 a week, you know. I mean, that's a lot. When you're already working 10 hours a day, yeah, that, you know, Friday's being my day off. You know, I still feel like a zombie. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee and I'm I'm still, oh, shit, tired. But, you know, you know, I got I got chores, you know, 47-year-old male with chores, you know, trying to get stuff done and, you know, working on other projects. But yeah, so again, you know, the manager says, yeah, we've got to make sure productivity remains. This, that's And that's fine, you know, but you need to be able to listen to everybody, listen to the whole picture, listen to what's going on. You, you, you just can't, you can't assume, presume, you know, or make, you know, your own predictions. You know, you need to, you need to really understand what is that's going on. So use the medical assistant, nurse, LPN. Uh, clinical operations manager, whatever, you know, you need to really, you have that right to make them understand that, hey, your mental health is the most important thing. You need, you know, people need to chill. People need to take care of you. Because especially in the medical field, you know, they need us. They need us. They need us more than we need them right now, you know. Medical assistants, they can't get enough of them, you know. The front desk staff, they can't get enough of them. So we need to remember that. We need to we need to remember our worth, how valuable we are, and we need to we need to keep that within our within our scopes. Okay, guys. So, you know, it's just you know, this podcast is about seeing things for what they really are, and uh, you know, I just want you to know that you're important, and thank you for everything you do every day. Thank you for everything you do to keep you know, me safe, just like, you know, what I do it is to keep you safe, you know, just because we're in different states, different towns, a different country doesn't mean anything. I mean, one geographic area can adversely affect another, you know, and I think the pandemic proved, uh, proved that, you know. Um, so be proud of what you do, who you are, you know, what is that you provide, the comfort you instill, and just remember how important it is to continue your your profession educate yourself you know 
consider pushing yourself. School, 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 school. Push yourself, you know. If you're good at what you do, just keep pushing yourself and get better. I've been doing it 30 years. I can still be better. All right, guys. Santino for All Things Medical Assistant. Just want you to remember how good you are and what you what you deserve. And, yeah, you know, try and coax your, your, your management team to speak the truth and what they really are, you know, and, and, and how things really are seen and... and, and and what the what's your what the ambient you know what 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 the surroundings are they people need to be honest they need to be called out you need to call people out you need to call the ignorant managers and administration out you know you know this isn't push this this is not a camp this is not you know we are no you 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 deserve to be treated with respect and if you're a manager or supervisor you need to treat your people with respect shame on you because if you have to use that title of manager supervisor to have that notch on your belt and treat people like shit you are one of the most insecure motherfuckers that will ever walk the earth and more than likely you've walked your you've been that your whole life maybe your mom or dad didn't love you too didn't love you enough or maybe somebody loved you too much who knows maybe you're just a horrible person i don't know or maybe you just you just think you're better than everybody. Well, you're not. All right, guys. Um, thank you for listening, and please take care of each other.